This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. We are back. Yes, yes. Well, last week we talked all about the successes that we at the Launch Guild have had in 2020. And now we're going to like slow it down and maybe cry a little (laughs) and talk about, maybe (laughs) talk about the tough stuff. So let's first acknowledge that this was the year that like nobody predicted, right? And there were so many things that came up this year that we just had no way of being able to know or forecast or anything. I remember when I first realized that like COVID was actually going to be like a long-term thing. And I think that that was around what Scott and I like to call birthday week because our anniversary and both of our birthdays fall the same week. And we had to, we were supposed to have Grace and Meredith, my stepdaughters, um, and we were going to Great Wolf Lodge in Wisconsin and that got canceled. And I was like, oh, like, this is going to be like a thing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then I was like, but we, we have an online business. Like, you know, the business side of it will go fine. And you being the insightful person that you are, Jay Loray, you sent me a Voxer and you were like, so we should probably talk about this because like half of our team are moms and all their kids are now home. And I was like, oh crap. No, it's not going to be exactly business as usual because we didn't think about, I did not think about that, but thank you for thinking about that. First of all. (laughs) Well, I have to admit that it was brought to my attention by one person. And then I realized, because the thing about me and Tasha is that we are stepmoms. The children don't live with us. Mm -hmm. So like our schedules are really our own. I can empathize with every mom out there who at the beginning of the pandemic was completely thrown off balance and had no idea what to do because suddenly the kids were home. Um, And then I did get a taste of that over the summer this year while the kids were visiting. That was very challenging. (laughs) Yeah. But the full impact of thinking through every single team member and how most of our team members are moms, some of them of very young children who cannot supervise themselves. It felt like a weight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it finally when it finally like settled enough to become a weight essentially. And I just realized, I was like, Tasha, you and I have to, like, we need game plans. We need to know what is plan B if so-and-so can't work. And it's not just because of the kids. It's like, what if one of their family members gets sick? What if they get sick? Like Mm -hmm. it was so much. Yeah, it was so much. But I also think we did a really good job of like figuring out the game plan pretty quickly in terms of we were prepared to hire somebody outside of the launch guild that would kind of be a sub or um, an overflow person. And then one of our team members stepped up and they were like, I can do that. So I think it was great to be able to say like, to say to all of our team members, we know that this is a really hard time for you. 
we know that it's not going to be business as usual. And here's the game plan that we have. And basically that game plan was let us know before it becomes a client emergency, which is basically our rule anyway, but it was even more important now. Like if you can't make a deadline, it's okay. Nobody's going to get mad at you, but you need to let us know. Right. And if you need help, you know, and getting your work done, then here's the person to go to just hand her whatever you need. And she, she's there for the overflow. Uh, so yeah, but our team was fantastic about it too. And they were really resilient. They have been throughout this entire year, really resilient in terms of it. Agreed. They have been absolute rock stars. The other piece that we weren't sure what would happen with it was definitely like how it would affect our clients' businesses, because that was when we were still doing OBM and VA support as well as launches. So we had a lot of clients who, you know, were support, like we're working with moms and all of a sudden, if their income was decreasing, of course it impacted those clients and everything. So we reached out, of course, to clients and let them know, like, we're here for you. Let us know what you need and everything. There were I probably... I think two or three where we had to like rejig their packages or who ended up like leaving within the next couple months uh, because of, you know, the finance side of it. But for the most part, I feel like probably because they were already established businesses on online, they were able to weather it pretty darn well, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely a, a stair step where we decreased their package first and then they tried that. And then unfortunately they had to had to part ways with us. Um, yeah. But that was really just for those, those retainer clients. Mm-hmm. The launch clients is a whole other yeah, topic. So let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. So the, the quote unquote good thing that came out of this was that we did have an influx of new launch clients because people saw the need and the opportunity to get their businesses either online for the first time if they had been doing more brick and mortar or more one, even more one-on-one and now wanted to go to a one-to-many model, like a course or group program or a membership. But I think that what, what happened with that is we saw some clients have really great success with that and some clients not have really great success with that. And I'm still kind of debriefing in my own head. And I know like, you know, we debrief after every single one of our clients, but I'm kind of debriefing in my own head, like what were the commonalities between the clients that did have, you know, what we would consider financially really great launches versus those who underperformed in their launches. One of the things that I see is the fact that those who didn't have great launches were in that mom or mompreneur space somewhat. And I think what sometimes happens or what often happens, especially with mothers, is they put themselves so much on the back burner for everything, right? So even if it was something that they needed or that would support them in the future or something, if they are worried about income, you know, because of a loss of a job from their spouse or themselves or something like that, they're not going to invest in it. Or even if they're not like actively worried about it, there's still that kind of thought in the back of their mind. Or they were just really, really busy with, you know, corralling children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and trying just like keep their head above water, which I I totally get all of those scenarios. It's just, I think that that's one of the things that I kind of saw with the launches that didn't necessarily go as, as well. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I would reiterate that those clients were being pulled in several directions. Mm -hmm. And the ones who did have, you know, quote unquote, more success than the others, I feel like they were able to laser focus because I don't, I mean, I don't know, like they just Mm -hmm. were, 
they just didn't have as many, as many outside factors impacting them, or they like were in a financial, a good enough financial standing to do that. It just, it was, it was tough to find the commonalities, but I think we're on the right. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the other things that I think was difficult this year is there were, we had a lot of growing pains and I don't necessarily, I mean, looking back at it now, I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. And I think that it was very helpful for me to be in a lot of spaces and communities with other business owners, because it's so easy for you to get in this silo and think, you're the only one that's has ever happened to you're the only person who's ever had a client or two who's been angry at you and you know and and basically yelling at you over online like it's so easy to think that and then you like you know go and talk to other business owners about it and they're like oh yeah i had three of those this this week you know and then you're like oh okay so i'm not the worst business owner ever or like we're not awful at our jobs or anything like that like i was really grateful for my communities this year <laughs> Yeah. I'm so glad you had those. And I'm so glad that you shared with us when you heard back from people, because I'm not in those same communities. And so hearing from you that, you know, people were, were commenting and like cheering you on and saying like, you're not alone. (laughs) There are some angry people out there right now. There's always going to be those, those angry clients. I do think though, that this year brought on Mm -hmm. an extra element of expectation and when expectations were not met, that was incredibly difficult for me to handle. Yeah. I am really good at holding space for people. I will say that, but I would prefer to hold space for people who are sad or frustrated or, um, have a lot of anxiety or any of those things, holding space for somebody who is angry was a major trigger for me this year. And I really had to, I just had to go through it and do it. And unfortunately it was a few times, but by the end of those few times, I feel like I'm more, you know, equipped and prepared to handle that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it was, wasn't fun. No, it wasn't fun. It, wasn't <laughs> it fun was not all. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, and I think definitely because of the year, there was this heightened feeling of it being like, if this launch doesn't go well, you know, it felt like the end of the world for some people. And I understand because, you know, of, of the financial risk of it, it does feel like the end of the world. I think that one of the things we, re- we do really well at the Launch Guild is really prepping people for the fact that we can't guarantee launch outcomes, you know, and just because you have a launch that underperforms in terms of revenue, this time does not mean it's a total failure, does not mean that you not, should not launch again. It's just data and it's information. And that's going to be so much more helpful for the next time. But I think we had a, we also had an influx of newer, new to launch clients. And so that's really hard when, when sometimes what they're hearing online is, oh yeah, I had my first launch and it was a million dollar launch. And, you know, now I'm a billionaire. (laughs) We're like, that is not the way that 99.999% of launches go. (laughs) Eye roll. Yeah. Biggest eye roll. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, it was a lot around managing expectations and, and helping them to navigate the feelings and the anxiety that comes up. Um, and that comes out in ways that you didn't even anticipate, you know, sometimes during, during the launch. So that was definitely difficult. 
Yeah. The managing expectations part. Um, there's this really great, okay, just hang out with me here for a okay. second. So there's this, there's this line in Mad Men that has always stuck with me and I didn't know why. And I think I'm realizing <laughs> this year why it always stuck with me. <laughs> so Don Draper is, I think it's when Peggy is his secretary. So before she becomes um, one of the ad reps at the agency or whatever, and she does something wrong. Someone shows up to the office. Don doesn't hear about it. It's not someone he wants to see, um, but he's out. He's off drinking essentially. And so, and (laughs) Peggy didn't give a good enough excuse as to why Don could not meet with this person. And she's, she's really upset. And she's like, well, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to manage your calendar. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not here to manage my calendar. You're here to manage expectations. Mm. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> obviously this is a very different time period. And there's a lot of like gender roles and stuff happening. But that line has always stuck with me because I feel like that is 90% of my job yes. at this point mm-hmm. is managing my own expectations, managing the team's expectations, and then managing the client's expectations. And it's not from a point of this is my responsibility. It's more like if I don't say what I need to say on the front end, when something goes bad, I'll think back and I'll be like, I didn't manage expectations. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't do, I didn't do this in the best way. Yeah. Like here's, here's a, you know, a thing to take, to take moving forward and do it differently next time. So yeah. that those can be adequately managed. And, um, 2020 was just a very long list of expectations, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And so one of the things that we did when, when we saw, I was going to say when I saw, but when we, you and I collectively saw together that like, the the leadership piece was a lot and it was you know especially this year it being your first full-time year and that it being the year 2020 like it was it was just a lot we hired you a leadership coach and <laughs> i am so happy that we did that because i was feeling bad because i knew that i couldn't hold space in the way that you needed me to and like mentor you in the way that you needed me to And I wanted to make sure that you got the tools that you needed in order to be able to feel really good about what you were doing. So how do you feel like that worked out for you this year? I think it was one of the best decisions that we made. Mm -hmm. And if I'm being real, I will say that when the idea came up of hiring me a business coach, it stung just a little bit. And I was like, this is going to be, this is, we're all going to be better for this. Mm -hmm. But in the moment that it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to Tasha for these, um, for these moments where I do want to be like held in a space essentially so that I can move forward and act and do all the things, but you know, (laughs) you can't be there every time. Mm -hmm. And it's not even that the coach can be there every time either. It it really is about the tools. It's about learning how to hold space for yourself. If you Mm -hmm. don't have that feedback process with someone and knowing and just having a lot of self-trust and getting yourself through the situation and the, the difficult circumstance. And that's definitely one of the things that I've learned <laughs> this Aww, year. I love it. I love it. I, yeah. I, I just, I see such a night and day difference in you and in the fact that like, I know it's always going to be hard because like, you don't like, you know, giving people like 
bad news or whatever the case may be, and you want everybody to succeed and you want to be helpful to everybody all the dang time, which is what makes you so great at your job. But also I was like, if you feel these feelings this hard for everybody, like you're going to go crazy. So <laughs> yeah, I definitely did go crazy. You guys, <laughs> it, it happened. There was definitely a breaking point. <laughs> um, but for the past couple months, um, in working with Sheila and, and having a business coach, it's been nice to know that that time with her every couple weeks is coming up and it's really forced me to think about, you know, I don't want to just get on the call and like invent about all the stuff that's happened in the last two weeks. I want to arrive with a tactical question or mm-hmm. a circumstance that happened. And how do I get the tools that I need to get myself through this or get the team through this or get Tasha through this or get mm-hmm. a client through this, whatever it may be. So love it. We'll get back to the episode in a second, but I wanted to ask you a question. Are you a VA, OBM, or PM who's been in business for a while and now you're ready to kick things up a notch? If that's you, then I'd love to invite you to apply for a spot in my three-month one-on-one and group program, Booked and Balanced. This program and community is exactly the accountability, mentorship, and action-oriented something that you've been looking for. Head to TashaBooth.com forward slash booked to apply now for Booked and Balanced. You'll get the benefit of one-on-one coaching without the one-on-one price tag, plus a group of like-minded women supporting and encouraging you as you grow your business to new heights. Space is limited to just 20 women, so apply now for a spot in our next cohort starting soon. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash booked. So one of the other things that happened this year that we now have a plan for next year, but one of the things because of 2020 that we did not anticipate was the fact that none of us took vacations this year. And so I think it was around like June or July. I felt like there was this like snippiness to people that I was not used to on my team. It wasn't every day. It was just like, well, why did she say that like that? (laughs) Or like, you know, like this, (laughs) this shortness sometimes. And what I realized was nobody was getting time away. Like nobody was actually, even if we, you know, had put a long weekend on our calendars or something, where were we going to go? Like what we were going to do, we were going to sit on our couch and be on our phones. And so if Slack binged, automatically we answer it. So for next year, what I have told all full-time employees that they have to do is they have to take every quarter a long weekend, a Monday and a Friday long weekend, and they have to take two vacation weeks per year, even if they just go and sit on their couch for those two vacation weeks and delete all of the apps off of their phone. And I think that that's the really important part. And I am going to hold myself personally accountable to that because we know that I'm a workaholic and I really, really (laughs) enjoy it. (laughs) But I need to hold myself to that too, because it was really hard for me not to go anywhere and like have that, that time that is a way like actual way time where you come refreshed and you think of like amazing ideas, but you're, and you're excited to implement them when they come back or when you come back instead of feeling like you're, you're not really coming back from like actually taking a, a rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the the app deletion and the, the deliberate signing out of things is so crucial in that because I didn't really get a vacation or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call that <laughs> until Labor Day. And it yeah. was a five-day 
five-day time away. There was a coverage plan in place. I deleted Voxer off my phone. I deleted Slack. I signed out of Slack on my computer so that I wouldn't be tempted to check it there. I literally checked nothing. I was even afraid to check Facebook because I was like, oh no, someone might tag me in one of these groups and need something. And then I will go down a spiral. (laughs) Let me do that for you. (laughs) So um, once I got that break, I saw, I saw a huge difference Mm -hmm. and it was right before our fall launches really ramped up and it was a magical five days. Yeah. I'll tell you that. And so needed because our fall schedule was cray cray. It was like crazy town. Love it. (laughs) Okay. Anything else on our list of the tough stuff that you want to cover or that you feel like we haven't adequately covered? Yes. But only if you give me permission. We are open books. Go for it. (laughs) Um, Tasha experienced two deaths in her family this year and the amount of resolve and resiliency she needed to have to still show up as a CEO while going through all of that was amazing and incredible. And it's one of the reasons I so admire you. And it did, it impacted things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it wasn't just about, you know, you, uh, traveling last minute and, you know, being with family and doing all of that. It was, it was your launch that was, was pushed back due to that. And, and you not being available and me being like holding down the fort and feeling really great about that for like three days. And then, (laughs) and then something, something happened and then everything broke. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't like everything broke because you weren't there, Tasha. It was just everything broke. And Mm -hmm. it was like, it was one of the worst weeks of my life. And I feel really uncomfortable saying that because I'm not the one who was experiencing a death, <laughs> but it was one of the worst weeks of my life. Yeah, it was, I think. So for those of you who don't know, so when was that in September, my step, my stepdad had been in the hospital for 60 days. And then, um, in September, my mom called me on like a Saturday and she was like, it's, you know, it's time you need to get home. So hopped on a plane Sunday morning and he passed away that Monday. And my, I think we were in week, were we four weeks? We were like four weeks out from my launch, three or four weeks out from my launch. And I was like, okay, I can still do this. Like, even though I'm recording a hundred new videos for for Build to Profit, like we can still make this happen. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, we can't, this is not going to happen the, you know, the, when it's supposed to, or when it was going to. And that part I was fine with, and we were able to pivot that really easily. That was also the, you know, in September was, was the month that we had a whole crap ton of launches. And we had two clients in particular who it, were really challenging clients and were really challenging launches in terms of that anger and managing expectations and being new launchers and all of those things. So it was kind of like the perfect storm of awfulness and everything coming together at the same time. And I really appreciate, appreciated how the entire team like rallied together and worked on it, but there were definitely times in there that were tough for me to navigate between like being a grieving stepdaughter and also still being like, I still have a business to run, you know, and I can't imagine having tried to do 
any of that a year ago. Like if we, if that same scenario had happened a year before, I probably would have just been like, burn it all down. Forget it. Like <laughs> Pizza Hut, here I come. Do Pizza yes. Hut still exist? I think they yes. do. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But it would have so been epic. Like, it would have been, re- <laughs> yeah, it was already epic, but it would have been 10 times worse. So I think that that is a testament to how far our team has come. And also it, it showed us those places where we, can, we still have room to grow and we still have room to improve processes and procedures and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think that, um, that experience put a lot of things into perspective mm-hmm. for, for me as director of operations, but for our team as well. And like, mm-hmm. what, is this, what does this look like when Tasha is truly unreachable? And I mean, I know that's the goal for you is mm-hmm. to like get out of the day to day and not really need to be here and just to be here because you want to and still guiding all of the, you know, the strategy and the vision and everything, but not being within the operations, right. Mm-hmm. And not being so tied up in all of these launches. And we didn't get you there this year, but I feel like we <laughs> removed you. <laughs> even more we got further along uh and I we weren't expecting to have done that this year but uh we're getting further we're getting further along in the process we totally are and I think that got us even a little bit further so yeah so I have three questions for you before we wrap up question number one is what was your biggest lesson this year okay um (laughs) Just one. <laughs> I know. I feel like I would have answered this differently last week, but I think some things have been put into perspective in the last week because it's kind of a downtime for us. And so I'm, I'm able to process mm-hmm. what the hell has happened this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> since I've been processing, I think my biggest lesson is that a deep feeler, an empath, an Enneagram four, a relationship building focused person, all of those things are not weaknesses as a director of operations. They are strengths. Mm -hmm. And I think this year has really taught me how to use those as strengths. I think they were not working against me, but they were working against me in a few, a few spots throughout this year. And I really had to I had to make a switch and I had, I had to go through those things in order mm-hmm. to re- really learn this lesson is basically what I'm saying, but it's been, it's been a wild ride. So if there's anyone out there who thinks that because they feel too much, they can't be at this level of leadership, I would love to talk to you because I can tell you, <laughs> how much, I can tell you how much you can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And People like us are meant to be in these positions too, because it's about the relationships that we're forming with our clients, with our team members, with the leadership team. And those are all important to see success in a business. So you can do it too. (laughs) (laughs) My biggest lesson this year was that no business, no matter how big it gets, has everything together. Like, 
I, I think I, I learned that early on and I knew that from just being a VA inside of like larger teams and seeing the inside and seeing that like they didn't have all of the SOPs that they needed and they didn't have all of the processes and everything didn't run smoothly all the time for their teams. But I think now being on the flip side of it and being as the CEO of a company that's growing, um, sometimes I still think like, oh, I should know this or like, I, you know, I should have already figured this out or whatever. And then once again, you talk to people, you know, who are growing businesses just like yours and you realize like, oh, now everybody feels this way. And like, it's not that any of this gets easier. It's that you get better and that you learn the lessons that you need to learn in order to go to the next level. And then you have a whole, it's like a video game, you know, (laughs) like you beat one level and then you have a whole nother level and there's a dragon. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not from like, oh, wow, that sounds really overwhelming. Like that's one of the things I focused on too, is like, is this overwhelming or is this exciting because it's new Mm -hmm. and it's a really like fine line between the two. And I think that's been prevalent for both of us. It's like, mm-hmm. is this overwhelming or is this exciting? Yeah. <laughs> and I sure. also, yeah. But also like the way that you decide it's going to feel, you know, changes it too. Like you, you can make the decision, I'm going to be overwhelmed by this, or you're going to be, or you can make the decision of like, this is something new and I'm excited. Am I nervous? Yeah. You know, but I don't have to make it an overwhelming something. Yeah. New level. Let's go. New level. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you feel like your biggest success, your personal biggest success was for the year? Ooh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I kind of feel like my biggest lesson is my biggest success. Oh, okay. I love it. I don't know. Maybe I should. I'll think this through a little bit more. Maybe if I have a different answer, I'll come back on, (laughs) on the series. But for right now, um, my biggest lesson about, you know, being a deep feeler and what that means to be in this role of leadership is also my biggest success because I was mm-hmm. still able to navigate those situations. Some of them with little handholding mm-hmm. and some of them with none. Yeah. <laughs> like I can think of a couple that Tasha doesn't even know about. <laughs> I know there was like one, a couple weeks ago that you told me about, and I was like, you did that all by yourself. And I had no idea. And you like, you worked through the problem. The client is now happy. Like everything is good. And it felt amazing to like, it feels amazing to have that level of trust in somebody and know like Taylor has got it. Yeah. But, and the important note there is that like, that was only a few weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. It took me really this entire year to get to a point where I was like, okay, I can, I can handle this on my own. And once it's no longer a problem, like quote unquote problem, then Tasha can hear about it. <laughs> then then she'll see that like it was handled and yeah. everything's fine. So I, I guess, I guess that would be my biggest success. Mm. I'm trying to think of what I feel like my biggest success is. I think my biggest success is the fact that we did this year. <laughs> <laughs> like there was, there was a question maybe, maybe we should rephrase. <laughs> no, no, that really feels like my biggest success. There was, there was legitimately a week that like I did an Instagram story. Where it was like, guys, I almost burned down my business. Like I was so done and over and time. And I think that that was like the week that I came back and everything was like in, you know, not, I was going to say in flames, but you know what I mean? Like 
it was the week after I came back from, from my stepdad, dad passing away. And it felt like there was a, a feeling of like, is this really all worth it? You know? And I quickly answered my own question with like, yes, it's worth it. And oh my gosh, we're like actually doing this. Like we have, we have a business. We run a business. <laughs> we run a business. You know? I, don't, I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if this podcast is about that. Um, <laughs> we, we ran, we run a business. We ran a business this year. Yeah. The business still exists. It's here and it's still it's standing mm-hmm. and it's stronger. It's stronger. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that over the next two weeks. So next week on the podcast, we are going to be doing an Ask Us Anything Q&A session with questions that have come in from our Facebook group and from Instagram stories and all those things. And then the week after, we're going to talk to you about all of our goals and what we're working on and working towards for 2021. So Thank you again for being my amazing co-host. This is so fun with you. <laughs> I love this so much. We should, we should think about other touch points we can make throughout. Yeah, I know. I'm like, why don't we do this more often? Because this is super fun. Cool beans. <laughs> okay, see you next week. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job. Mm